How to avoid burnout as an entrepreneur. Interview with Leah Remedy. Are you an entrepreneur who finds that you're working at unsustainable level? If you find yourself saying, I will slow down after this, and then after this, there's another this, then there is a problem. You are at risk of burnout. If you'd like to learn some practical tools that can help you simplify your life and avoid burnout, then stay tuned with us. As our guest, Leah Remele shares how she bounced back from burnout and now teaches others steps to prevent burnout, do less, and achieve more. You're watching Happy and Healthy Mind program episode 100. This is a 100th episode. Great. Thank you for listening to our programs. And thank you, Leah, for joining joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. And congratulations on 100. That is huge. That is. That is. It's a wonderful journey. And thank you for joining the journey. So let me tell the audience about Leah. Leah Remele is an international speaker and a strategist who helps women do less to get more. She's the host of Balancing Busy podcast, a mom, wife, CEO, and so much more. Simply put, Leah helps you achieve the success and a happy home, a great career, and your health prioritize. Leah shows you how to replace busy with better. And I'm your host, Dr. Rosina Lakhani. I help compassionate high achievers achieve more, earn more and make the impact they're meant to make without burnout and without losing their health and career. I'm an executive coach, a corporate speaker, and an integrative psychiatrist. I believe that your mind is the software that runs the hardware of your brain and your body. Therefore, I share practical tips for your mental fitness so you can live your best life, perform at your best, and enjoy optimum health and happiness. If you, need, uh, if you need specific medical advice, please consult your healthcare professional. But if you like this content, help then join our mission of eradicating preventable suffering by liking, subscribing, and sharing so more people can live their best life with hope, health, and happiness. All right, so let's kind of jump in and learn from our guests. So Leah, please share, how did this topic become important in your life? Well, I think like so many others, I jumped on the path of let's see how much I can do. And so whether that is a woman in her career or in entrepreneurship or maybe just taking on the kids and the volunteering and all the other things, we have this tendency to just say, well, how far can I go? And so I started my business in 2009. I had three kids, three and under, and I just went for it. And you know, what happens for a lot of us is that when we first start, we're just hoping someone, if you're on the entrepreneurship journey, you totally get this, but you're just hoping that someone will like give you money. You're like, anybody, let be my first client. You are not thinking about how am I going to organize and structure this to make sure that I have a well-oiled machine? All we're trying to do is just get the ball rolling. So that's what I did. I got the ball rolling and it really started rolling. And, and that is incredible. I mean, I understand 100% that that is the dream. I built that you know into six figures within the first year and kept going and going and going. But I hadn't set myself up 
to stay in balance, to avoid burnout. So there was no systems, there was no outsourcing, there was no checklists or workflows or automations. It was a lot of sitting down and just needing to do too many things, taking it all on myself, not asking for help. And the way that I combated this was I stopped sleeping. So as I mentioned, back then my kids were really, really little and they needed me during the day. My husband was in graduate school, so I'm trying to be stay-at-home mom and full-time breadwinner and feel like a good mom and take care of my clients. And so in all of this, I started staying up really late. So I'd put the kids down at eight and then I'd put in a few hours and that turned into me putting the kids down and then working usually four nights in a row till 5 a.m. Then I would take one night where I got four to six hours and then I would do it again. And I did this for a good couple of years, not that long, year and a half of trying to do all this. Well, on Wednesday afternoons, I would take the kids to an activity, either the zoo or the forestry center, you know, some fun thing in our area, because it was honestly the the three, four hours a week in 168 hours that, you know, that we have in a week where I felt like a good mom because I wasn't distracted. I wasn't getting pulled into other things that were needing me. I couldn't be. Their smartphones didn't even exist yet. So I truly was just a present mom for those, you know, four hours. Well, one day we were at the zoo. We were in the alligator, alligator exhibit, which was um, my daughter's favorite. We're watching the alligators and I start feeling everything tunneling in around me. I can feel my hearing going out, my vision going out. It's all going black. And I realize, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm about to pass out. And so I tried to get us over to a, a corner. When I woke up, I was on a stretcher being placed into an ambulance. And I looked at my children's eyes, especially my oldest, who at the time was five and her absolute terror as she's watching her mommy get taken away and them being left alone at the zoo. And that was the moment where I knew this has to change. This is not sustainable. And I will not sacrifice my family and those relationships and my health, my happiness, my home. I will not sacrifice any of that for another moment. There, there has to be another way or I'll, I'll walk away. And so that was my, that was my ultimatum. That was my moment. Thank you so much for sharing. So many of our audience could relate to, I could relate to being a mom and being an entrepreneur and, and a professional trying to meet everybody else's need and sometimes not taking care of your, your own health and then breaking down. You know, sometimes we don't fill our buckets enough to continue to give. So yeah, we'd love to learn some of the tools that help you come out of that burnout and now prevent the burnout while still being successful, still doing a lot, but but not reaching to that point. So how did the life change after you applied some of the tools that you're going to teach us today? So I hadn't even left the hospital. <laughs> they wouldn't even discharge me yet. And I was already making a plan on how I was going to fix this, uh, which I think a lot can relate to because like you're this overachiever. You're like, okay, now pendulum swings. I am going all in to figure this out. And ultimately it came down to this very, very simple concept. How do I make the most amount of money possible in the least amount of hours? That was literally, that was the test. That was a, what I was putting everything against. And some of the things that I realized is that burnout is caused when we operate at an unsustainable level. 
I was operating, obviously, at this unsustainable level for way too long. And I literally burnt out. I mean, my body just went on strike, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens with burnout is we literally burn through our own fuel, right? There's, there is nothing left. We have to recharge. So some of the first things that I prioritized was my health. No more, you know, neglecting sleep and going off of absolutely nothing. I was going to get eight hours a night and that there was, it was non-negotiable. I would get eight hours sleep. So that was one of the big initial things. So kind of what I started with was what am I unwilling to, to do any longer? I'm, I'm unwilling to stay up all night. I'm unwilling to feel like a cruddy mom and unpresent and, and honestly a crappy wife too, because my poor husband was always waiting for me, wanting my time. And I'm like, I'm so busy. So first I got really clear on what my prior priorities were. And that's the thing is that when we understand what our core values are and we start basing our life around that, it really is amazing how things fall into place, but there's still the part of like, okay, but how did you how did you cut the hours like how right. so i would love to learn that yeah <laughs> a little more and share those techniques but before we jump into that can you share how the life changed once you started prioritizing yourself and oh my gosh once you change your attitude towards your work and home life so in the most remarkable way i mean i can say it in one sentence i dropped my hours to 15 to 20 hours and I did not lose any penny of income. I actually increased my profitability. So that's that is life changing to go from feeling chaotic, frazzled, just that anxiousness that sits on your chest all the time to go from that to I volunteered in my kid's classroom every week for an hour for each of them. I had time to go to lunch with the girls. I had date night and have had date night every single week for a decade plus now. I get eight hours of sleep. I have time to exercise. I actually stop and eat lunch, which was not something I did. I would just live off of Oreos that I kept in my drawer in my <laughs> desk. So I mean, massive, massive changes. I, I would never in a million years go back. I feel truly, instead of Instead of chaotic, it feels calm. Instead of frazzled, I feel fulfilled. I mean, I still do a lot. It's not like I I don't have a lot in my life. I do, but it doesn't feel frantic anymore. I just, I feel really fulfilled and, and there is space and that space is everything. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I would love to learn some tools so I can also apply. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I could also learn. So yeah, please share some tips with us today. Absolutely. Okay. So, so I kind of shared one of those first things is get clear on what your core values are. We have to know what is my real goals? Why is it my goal? What matters most to me? Some of the goals that I was chasing was because someone else told me that that's what success looked like. And so I went along with it. I was like, okay, I'll, then that's, that's what I need to achieve. And the honest truth was that wasn't my success. So that's the first part. The second part, once we get the mindset work right, which is always going to be the most important, once we get the mindset shifts right, and, and I often say that time management, which is a huge thing I talk about and I, I love teaching on, time management is really above everything a mind management issue. It's not as much, oh, I don't have enough time. It's it's the mindset that we have. So that's where we start. 
then we need to use what I call the needle movers. So I, I initially, and I'm sure a lot of your audience can relate to this. I wanted an easy button. I wanted like one thing that was going to just cut out a bunch of hours. And I was going to be like, ta-da, but that's just not, that's not how it works. At least I haven't found it yet. If anyone has, please DM me at Leah Remley. But I had not found it. And so I, I started looking instead for needle movers. And this is so funny, but I got kind of obsessed with McDonald's. I actually don't even like McDonald's, but I love the way they use systems. And I love that the theory behind McDonald's and the brilliance of McDonald's is that they wanted such simple systems that they could train anyone to be able to replicate their system. And you can have the exact same experience with your cheeseburger, whether you are in Tokyo or Toronto or Tennessee. And I've actually had one in all of those places. And I can tell you they actually are the same. So, so replicable system. So yes. So we need simple replicable systems. As soon as it's complicated, you won't use it. You will not do it. It has to be simple. So that can look like a Google checklist. I mean, where anyone on your team, if you have help, can access it and see what is the next step? How do we create the absolute best results for our client or for this, this task that we do over and over and over? And we can just go through the check marks. So that is a very simple way to make a system. We could also utilize automations. So tasks that we do over and over and over, is there a way to automate it? One of the things that we all do is we check our email. And maybe you have certain emails that you get pretty frequently. I get a lot of requests for uh, being on our website, backlinks, things like that. So I can write one single, very thoughtful email that says no basically. If I want to say yes, it'll be personal, but I can write one thoughtful email that says, you know, we don't go back into past blog posts that are more than a year old to make any, any edits. Thank you so much for finding us, da, da, da. And I save it as an auto signature. So I have dozens of auto signatures that are emails that I actually have to send off often. And so that's just a really simple automation. I can like pull the auto signature I need and pop it in put their first name and send it. So instead of, you know, spending, I don't know, five to seven minutes typing that, I spend 30 seconds. And that is a needle mover. So I started stacking these. I'm looking for all these different places where I can find somewhere to save five minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And you start stacking those up. And I'm now saving hours every single week. And then add to that some outsourcing. And there are all forms of outsourcing. There is for sure hiring people. And that's what we often think about, which can feel really scary because you're like, oh my gosh, can I afford them? Can I give them enough hours? How do I be a good boss? I get that. I I will um, share with you a link to a podcast episode I did all about outsourcing that we can like link in the show notes. I get that. But there's other forms. I mean, you can hire someone just for a, a short period of time, maybe a couple weeks for a specific project, or maybe part of your outsourcing is that you have your groceries delivered instead of spending the hour going to the grocery store, doing it all coming home. That's one of those things that I happily outsource. I don't go to Costco anymore. I don't go to the grocery store anymore. I do food meal kits. So 
We get three meals a week. The kids get to pick them. And then I outsource it even further by the kids are in charge of making that dinner. So three nights a week, they're the ones cooking. So there's there's all kinds of forms of outsourcing. Outsourcing is just allowing others to help us so that we can have the results we want, but without the time commitment from us. That's wonderful. So let me be devil's advocate here. Yeah, yeah, do it. So, so sometimes doing those simple things actually make me feel like, you know, a little balanced, like, so I'm not constantly just working, like, you know, just doing, doing the groceries and kind mm -hmm. of finding my own, you know, fruits and vegetables is kind of, kind of a relaxing activity for me. So how do you balance with the relaxing activities when you're outsourcing everything? So what I love to suggest is to sit down with just a blank sheet of paper and write out all of the different tasks that you are responsible for. So that could be anything from paying the bills to doing the grocery shopping to taking care of clients, work, picking up kids, whatever they are, and then rate them. Rate the ones that you loathe versus the ones that you actually love. They're, they bring you joy. They do fill your cup. I'm going to be honest. I loathe the grocery store. I loathe it. There is no joy. There is no peace for me. I like, I loathe that thing. So for me, there's no balance in that. It feels so good. Like for me personally, I love when I hear the doorbell and I've been working on something, like I'm getting something done. And all of a sudden I really realized that like the Costco orders here. And I'm like, I just got Costco done and work done at the same time. Right. But for someone else, that's totally different. I have so many friends and clients who are like, oh, I've just got to get out of the house. I need to go run and do a target run and just walk through the aisles. Then do that. The things that light us up, we don't want to let go of. It's the things that are more drudgery, but I am going to caveat, I am going to say within our businesses, we need to be careful that we're not doing tasks as, as I was once told. I was sitting on an airplane on my way to a conference. I was sitting next to someone who was also going to the conference and I was brand new in business and he was much, much more advanced. In, and I knew who he was. He was pretty successful in my town. I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to talk with him and learn from him. And so he's asking me questions and I'm asking him questions. And, and he asks me, he gets to a point and he says, oh, what do you do for this? And I said, oh, I just do it myself. And he just stops. He looks at me and he goes, why are you doing minimum wage work as the CEO? And it like, I was just like, ouch. But I've always thought about that. So there are tasks that we maybe are holding on to that we really shouldn't be because we could switch that time to money making activities, income producing activities. And, and that's how my income went up because I started letting go of the things that I'm like, oh, it would be hard to train someone. It's too creative. It's going to take me too long to figure out how to teach someone. They won't be able to do it as good as me. And when I finally let it go, I took that time, I put it into income producing results, and now I'm making even more money and I'm working less. So there is a balance of like, we can't decide we love everything and then no one can do anything as good as us. We have to figure out what some of those things are. But especially if you loathe it, if you... I, I think a good test is if you procrastinate on this thing all the time because it it's not the thing you want to do. I mean, I frequently got to the point where there was like almost nothing in the fridge because I hate going to the grocery store. That doesn't happen anymore because Instacart just drops it off. So, so yeah, that would be the balance around that one. Wonderful, wonderful. So let me summarize the things that you talked about. Number one, clarify your values, what yes. is important for you. Number two, find 
systems or develop simple systems of things that you do repeatedly and find either outsourcing or automation that would decrease the amount of time needed for those repetitive tasks. And did I miss anything? No, I, I think that sounds great. My favorite strategies are batching systems, automation and outsourcing. So those four are like, that's where I start everybody like, and depending on where you are, you know, some people are on absolute burnout. I mean, they're, they're drowning. They're just trying to keep their head above water and it's not working well for them. They're, I'm going to have a different suggestion than for the person who's like, I'm doing pretty good, but I'd like to make this a little more smooth. Um, and, and anyone can figure out exactly where they are. We have a quiz on my website. So it's leahremelay.com forward slash quiz. And I know that'll all be linked in the show notes. And, and the quiz is, should your business, should running your business really take this long? And you answer a, a few questions and I can pinpoint how much time is actually being lost for you and what the number one time management thing that you should use first based on where you're at to, to get those hours back. So that can be a, a great resource as well. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that resource. So out of the four strategy that you mentioned, I think we have not talked about batching. So can you tell us a little yes. bit about batching? Yes. So batching is just taking similar things and doing them at the same time. So we both have podcasts. So I'm going to use this because this works really well because you and I actually chatted about this beforehand. So for my podcast, I want to make sure that I am batching episodes together. So for example, I might block out a good chunk of time, usually on Mondays for me. And that's even my own form of batching. I do calls and meetings typically on, on Wednesdays and Thursdays, actually Tuesdays and Thursdays, sometimes Wednesdays. I do projects, marketing on Mondays. That's, that's where I can work on the business. Fridays I take off and uh, usually most of Wednesday I take off. So in this, I'm able to to just in my mind know, okay, this day is dedicated to this and this day is dedicated to that. That is a form of batching. Now to drill that down even more, I might say, okay, I'm taking a chunk of time, four hours, and, and I'm going to have breaks in that. I'm not going to sit for full four hours, but, and I'm, I'm going to work on podcast episodes. So I'm going to brainstorm and research and start writing scripts or, or coming up with concepts. And I'm going to get several of them going. Then I might say, I also want to have some interviews. I want them around these topics. Maybe I have some people in mind. Maybe I need to do some research. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to reach out to everyone. Then when I have those people schedule, I'm even going to batch my podcast episodes. So a couple weeks ago, I batched, I think we had eight episodes within three days that I recorded. And that way it's like, I'm in that mindset. You know, it takes us time to get into the mindset of what we're working on. We've, there's a lot of research around, you know, it can take even up to 22 minutes to get into the task we're working on. Well, if you jump from thing to thing, you're working on one thing and then the, the inbox bings or your phone says there's a text message. So you stop and you look at that and then you, you fix that, take care of that really quick. And then you come back. That is actually a lot of wasted time. So I am a big proponent of, I have zero notifications allowed on my phone. I go into airplane mode or focus mode all the time. I shut anything else off that I'm not using at the time. So it cannot distract me. And then I'm like, okay, now it is time to work on this singular task. And I'm going to try to get multiple done at once so that I can batch it out. So I can have several 
of you know podcast episodes finished and off to my my producers and editors or whatever it might be. That's wonderful. So we talked about batching. Mm-hmm. We talked about automation. We talked about outsourcing. And what was the fourth one? Let's see. Batching, automation, outsourcing, and systems. Systems. That took me a second. <laughs> like, which one are we missing? <laughs> yeah. So simple system. So I, I just summarize it so that I can also remember and the audience could also remember. And then I realized that, you know, we are coming towards the end of our show. So uh, we talked about a bunch of things. Let's see. You have applied all these tools in your life that has helped you. How do you help somebody who is really feeling at, at the brink of burnout? They have to take steps right away. And all these steps that we define, they all need some time. You know, building mm-hmm. system needs time. Mm-hmm. Outsourcing, finding the right person needs time. Probably batching does not need as much time. So uh, what what advice you would give to somebody who is like really overwhelmed? Yeah, um, absolutely. What can they do like, you know, fast that would start making some difference in their life? So for for the, the person who is like, I'm hanging on by a thread and, and I don't know how I'm going to do this for another moment. First of all, you need to know that there is hope on the other side. I promise. Second, you are going to need to accept that things might be a little off just for a little while while you while you create some balance in your life. So for example, you know, I I went down in that zoo and I'm in an ambulance and my mind is like, oh my gosh, I have so many clients and projects and and I had to just say, whoa, they're all gonna have to wait a minute. We actually <laughs> crazy enough. We had a house fire two weeks ago, so we can't live in our home. We're going to have to leave. It started for two weeks. They're now up to six months till we can get back in our home. I mean, we are in a major shakeup right now and it's fine. I feel peaceful. I know there's going to be moments that are chaotic. I understand that, but it's such a different place for me than had this happened back in, you know, a decade and a half ago in those burnout times. So you're going to need to ask for help. The very first thing, anyone who is at absolute rock bottom, you need help. You need someone to step in and help you. Now, that can mean your partner or your spouse. That can mean your best friend. That can mean your sister at first. It needs to, you just need to come to or, someone. Or it, could be, or it could be somebody like me or you. Absolutely. Then, you know, yeah. yeah, sometimes absolutely. I see patients who are like, you know, they're so burned out you know, when people think like, you know, burnout is just kind of the these feeling of burnout, but actually your body systems, like you said, were shutting down. Yeah. Your adrenals kind of stop producing the cortisol or they're producing so little that you just don't have any energy to face any of the demands of your life. And so then, then you really need to seek out help where where you can also reset your adrenals and reset your body and reset your mind. And sometimes I kind of use that analogy of traffic lights on road of life. And so sometimes life is it's green and life is flowing smoothly. And sometimes it's yellow. You need to slow down. You find kind of some signs are coming. You need to slow down. And sometimes it is red. You have to stop. You have to stop. Not forever. But even, right. even when the traffic lights are not working and there's traffic jam, it 
always starts moving. Sometimes it is longer, sometimes it's shorter, but it always starts moving. So there is hope on the other side. But yes. It's okay to find, to get help when you need it. I love that so much. And that's the thing. And it, it comes with being vulnerable. A lot of times we're trying to pretend we have everything together. We're doing great. We want, you know, we want to look great in our career. We want to look great to our friends. We want to look great to everybody. Like, it's fine. I've got it. I've got it. And we don't. So we have to be willing to be vulnerable and say, I need help. And then that that help is going to expand. So using that that example, I immediately called my sister and said, I'm at the hospital. Here's what happened. My sister lived hours away from me and within minutes she was in the car driving, right? She was on the way. She took care of the kids while I tried to rest and recuperate and figure out how to do this. But I had to be vulnerable. I had to say, I'm actually not doing as great as I'm pretending I am. And, and so for those who are at their absolute max, you need help. You need it immediately. You need to be willing to be vulnerable and, and allow help. And then I think the help can expand. So the help becomes, you know, at this point, I'm like, oh, oh, I got help in every aspect of my life, in every corner. There is there is help for everything, whether it's my fitness or it's my groceries or it's dinner or it's my business or it's my podcast or it's, there is help in every area of my life. And I love it. And I'm, I'm proud to say I am not a one woman show. I do not do this alone. I get help. But it took a little time. I had to work my way through. Uh, but the very, very first step was just being vulnerable and and letting the people who loved me in and and letting them help me. And setting an intention. Yes. Setting yes. That intention. So I think that is one message I would like to give to the audience is know that is hope, but it all starts once you start recognizing and set the intention of taking these steps, making those decisions that. I'm not the one man, one woman show or one man show. <laughs> All right. So do you have any, like, you know, your best advice, uh, take home message before we wrap up? Oh, my best advice. My favorite kind of motto to live by is good, better, best. So I used to fill my life with a lot of stuff and that stuff created a lot of chaos. Now I run everything through a test. Is this good? Is there something better? And what is the best? thing that I could be doing. And sometimes the best thing is doing absolutely nothing, sitting down, relaxing. So it doesn't mean that you have to be like on high achiever all the time. That's not sustainable. We can't do that. We need rest and all those things. But by asking myself those questions, it makes it easier for me to say no to the things that really don't serve me, aren't in alignment with my intentions and my core values. It also allows me to look at maybe opportunities and say, you know what? This opportunity is good, but this other one is better or is the best. And so I'm going to be okay saying no to some of those other things. So that would, that would be my, my favorite thing is just to ask myself, okay, good, better, best. And how do I spend more time in that best area? That's wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I think it would help me and a lot of my audience. And so if people want to learn more where they can find you. Absolutely. Okay. So first please, we already know you love podcasts. So please come follow my podcast, which is Balancing Busy. Also, if you want more needle movers, I have a 
free masterclass. I know you're busy because that's why you're listening to it. So it's only 40 minutes, but my promise is that I'll get you six to eight hours back every week. So I feel like that's a good return on your time investment. You can find that by going to Leah Remillay, L-E-A-H-R-E-M-I-L-L-E-T.com forward slash free. Or if you want to take that quiz and figure out where you're at and what you should start with, leahremillay.com forward slash quiz. Uh, and then I'm everywhere at Leah Remillay. So Facebook, Instagram, all the places. It's all, all my name except for the podcast, which is Balancing Busy. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And I'm showing the name of her website on the screen at this time, if you want to catch it. And I'm also grateful for Leah for sharing a gift with our audience. And it is Purpose Driven Living the Assessment. And you would be able to find it on our, our podcast page, happyandhealthymind.com. And if you click that resources button, you would be able to download that resource in addition to all the other resources shared by our guests. And if you are in US and you would like us to send the direct link to your phone, you can also text us the word joyful to the number 38470. And we would be happy to send the links to these resources and reminders for future program. And let me let me say thank you, Leah, for joining us today. And let me leave you guys, audience, with this question. Every day is a new opportunity, an opportunity to make different choices. What is one different choice you are going to make today? to simplify your life, to balance your work and life, uh, work and personal life, and live your best life. Be, live better than busy. What, what did you call Leah? <laughs> we want to do less but better and balance the busy. Wonderful. Do your best, live your best life with hope, health, and happiness. Until next time, Dr. Rosina. <laughs>